This is a tale of a three-year-old girl named Sive, her mother Michelle, her father Eddie, and her grandmother Marie. It's just, I always remember now the first time I seen the baby. We were just, we were in James Hospital, and it was, the doctors were bringing the baby out, and it was just like, uh, this, this is your baby here, and all I could see was looking in a little ink about her. And all I could see was little arms and little heads, you know what I mean? And just wires and tubes and brain machines and all flashing lights. Then when they bring, bring the baby, or when they bring Michelle up to or the operator room or the theatre, you know what I mean? Then all my family kind of arrive, and I can't even remember them all arriving. First time now we heard as well, we were all in the yeah. hospital and was devastated. Because we knew we couldn't go into Michelle or we couldn't go into Sive. And we knew how he felt. And I kept saying, well, he's my son. And Look what's up to happening and all his wife, his partner. So when I was walking in, the doctor says to me, look at, whatever you do, don't look over this way. And of course the first thing you do was look, look that way, do you know what I mean? And all I heard is, look, just get the baby, baby's not going to survive, just pull the baby over. Do you know what I mean? And just go, I get the baby out. So I'm, I'm panicking. When he was told then about Sive, <laughs> sorry, he was walking up and he's old and here he is. How can I tell Shelley about self-apology and all that? The first time I held her in my arms was she was two and a half weeks old. All the nurses were standing there because everyone knew. I remember just when I then, then that's how I seen the baby when they were whispering the baby and then they told me we don't know about uh, Michelle. Michelle is fifty fifty at the moment. Michelle's very a very sick girl. So then I just I just broke down. Then I was 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 hard. I don't think I bonded with Saif. I didn't bond with Sive for a, for a few weeks because to me I was in James's hospital, didn't see her. Everyone else was going to see her, and I didn't think I had a baby to tell you the truth, and I didn't feel as if I had a baby. It was mad the way it happened. <clears throat> Michelle was on a life support machine. The baby was on a life support machine. Michelle would come off the life support machine. The baby would come off the life support machine. Michelle got with the, get the tube taken out. The baby get the tube taken out. And then I think with all the traumatic stuff that happened with me as well, it was just like. I was just there like as if I had no baby. It was like as if she died. And I know it's a horrible thing to say, but it was until I went and seen her. So I, d- I didn't know if to stay in James with Michelle or go to the hospital with the baby because either, either one was 50-50 with either one. Like, do I, do I go, if I go over there and something happens to Michelle or else if I, if I go over to the baby, or if I go, go over to James, if I stay here with Michelle and the baby doesn't make it, you know what I mean? The only time I would have ever seen her was in the, in the, in the incubator. And then when I held her, it was like, uh, I can't even talk to you about what happened when I held her, because it was so emotional. So I, I ended up staying in the hospital, and I ended up going back and forward, and I was sleeping in the car parks, both hospitals, in the car. And I was just, because I, I didn't want to, I just, I wanted to be close 
everything kind of just came crashing down on me. Because they wheeled me in in a wheelchair and they're all standing out on the corridors waiting for me to come because everyone knew I was coming down to see her. And even to this day, still hurts. Even things better. But when I seen her and held her then, it was like, I just didn't want to go. And then I had to go because I was only allowed out for a few hours because in case something happened with me, you see. I wouldn't pick her up in the hospital because I want Michelle. I'd be the first one to pick her up. And I wouldn't let anybody else pick her up unless Michelle picked her up first. But just to see her, her little red hair, you know, where's the red hair at the coming from? I looked at her and I was like, going to kill you, red hair. The two of us were breaking her heart, laughing, looking at her. Do you know what I mean? Like, so he was born with cerebral palsy. She made it. Michelle made it. And her head wasn't even the same size as the palm of my hand. And I'm looking at this little thing and saying, oh my God, where's she at the coming from? So on Michelle's first day out of the hospital, she came over to see the window. She still had a lion and stuff in her neck. I remember the first day she picked her up and I was like, that can be shot, give me a shot. <laughs> all I wanted to do was hold the baby myself. Like, do you know I mean? Because we're after going through so much with her. That, like, you know, you know yourself, it's a mother instinct the minute you see her then. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to go. We, we ended up with a beautiful girl. Do you know what I mean? Little, little small thing. Do you know what I mean? Still fuzzy mad hair. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's very stupid. So I gave her the name, Ginny Joe Head. To this day I still call her like that, do you know what I mean? Sive is the first cerebral palsy baby from Ireland to be brought to Russia for stem cell treatment. May 2009, I enter a terrace house at the end of a cul-de-sac in working-class Ballyfermot, Dublin. Hiya. Hello, how, how are, are you? you? It's great to see you again. Lovely to see you. How are you keeping well? <laughs> Outside, the street is littered with half bricks and stones from some skirmish or other. A teenage boy is sent to mine my parked car. Inside the family home, Sive's parents and grandmother are organising a fundraiser. There's our star. That's it. 75,000 euro into the stem cell treatment. Her family have run out of funds and are desperate. Hello. 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 Hello, Sive. Oh, look. What's that? What's that? Say hello. Hello. She's trying so hard. Say hello. Say hello. <laughs> a big stretch. Yes, hello. Hello. When's the last time now that you were over in Russia? See, we have to we have to miss this one because we're trying to get we're trying to raise the money and we're trying to do, get everything ready for the fight and we're trying to get everything ready for the big night. When is the next time we're going? Next month. Next next month we're heading back over. But the the difference in her so far, Jeremy, is unbelievable. I'll have you a date for that. Well, we were supposed to go last month, but we hadn't got the funds, you see. So we have a big, the big do coming up. So please, God, we went through like 75 so far. So we have to wait until this do comes and then hopefully then we'll make enough money at this one. And we can get a few visits in then. But we emailed them, they said it was fine. Just to take her time, make sure she's okay and that. But she is, she's doing great now. She's doing very well from it. So it's just really a slow process. We're looking at another two years of going because he's taking it from her own stem cell and her own body, there's nothing foreign gone into her so that's how it takes so long but um, she's coming on great, she really is coming on well now, everyone seems to be delighted with her. it's just very, very slow very slow process so they said to be 12 visits left so that'll go right into 2011 12, probably be still gone well she's the first baby from Ireland to go because we started last January with her we're only kind of bringing it to light now because we're seeing the difference where we didn't want to say anything until we start seeing differences where we're just giving hope to parents as well that can go as well but I tell you she's after coming on so much she's a little fighter 
She really is. She's a fighter. And she loves be fighting. Because she's, she's had been in hospital so many times and she went blue on us and everything like that. She's, she's definitely a fighter. I mean, she's three now. You know what I mean? So she's coming on grey. She's the love of my life. And what improvements now have you have you seen? Well, she's trying to talk. She's trying to get up. <laughs> she's trying to say words that we've said to her. And the doctors here told us she'd never do anything. That she was literally a vegetable. She wouldn't do anything at all. But it's like them putting lemonade into her. We have to come back. We have to do all the physio, do all the work with her ourselves and help with stewards and our ladies. Everybody pulls together with her. And once you keep motivating her and keep doing things for her, as you can see... She does come on now. She's coming on great. Towards what she was, because she wasn't doing anything, and she hasn't had a seizure since last April. It's just a hard... It's hard going, kind of, when you're trying to get up to the dates and Ed himself just be trying to walk. I'm out fundraising. Then she's 24-7 as well, so we're all trying to run around and do the bits in between with her. But because we're seeing so many differences with her now, that's why we want to bring it to light now for her. With her, with her hair, her hair is like werewolf. Do you know what I mean? Is it... She's red now. She's red, curly hair. But with with the, cause she's always on on lying down. Her hair gets matted at the back, and it looks she she does end up looking like a Ginny Joe, don't you? So that's I got a little tattoo, and it says Ginny Joe head, and that that, that was I got that for her, didn't I? You can describe her the way the Russian nurses describe her. Describe her that her eyes are like the blue sea, yeah. and they they just said when they seen her first, they were like, oh my god, you'd never think to look outside that there was any anything at all wrong with her. Like she's the image of her daddy. She has a strawberry blonde hair and her big blue eyes. And she just breaks your heart when you look at her. Yeah. You know, and anybody that has met Sive, because she's known in her ladies, James's, and any hospital around that she's been in, and she's been on every ward in her ladies, and everybody knows Sive. So when we do fundraise, the nurses and all help out as well for us and take take all sponsor cards now. But um, she's very light in weight now. She looks like one of them little trolls, tro- you know, the little, the little trolls, you know, the little pencil trolls, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth, I don't think it's still sunk in with me with Sive because to me, Sive is perfect. I know she has what she has, but I don't think I'll ever accept because of what happened to her. I don't think I'll ever accept it. And I think that's why we push so hard to get her a better quality of life because even though they said she wouldn't do anything, we'll, we'll make sure, we'll change it. We'll change it for her and help her as much as we can. And if there's something like that stem cell that's out there, we'll get everything possible that we can do to get it for her. Because I think myself, at the end of the day, she done nothing wrong, so she should get what she should get, you know, and that's it. At the end of the man's getting into a ring and getting, getting bashed. <laughs> Do <you laughs> in mid June, Eddie will fight the fight of his life for Sive, offering himself in a cage fight on a programme billed as a night of carnage. With six weeks to go, he'll struggle if he's to get in shape to win. Physically. My oh, jays, about six foot three. No, I'm about five, six, five, seven. Stockyish build. Uh, tattooed from me big towers to the top of my head. On my legs. I let everybody sign my leg. On my, on my family. Like that, that's Michelle. She, she done that herself. That's me da, Bear. Is his nickname. That's me ma. Me, me ma, Marie. Marie, love ma. 
my sister Lisa, my brother Pete. That's me, mate. He's a uh, spoiling the That's me, brother Pete. He's young. That's, uh, used to that, that's me, mate. Keith. That's Lydia. That's and Keith. That's, Deco. that's me, mate. And that's a tattoo. That's a cousin. But this is my favourite one. Ginny Joe Head. Joe, that, that's for the baby. And I've number 46, Valentino Rossi. And for the Vikes. Do you know what I mean? And then I've set a brass knuckles for the youth and cherries. And then I've two cutthroat razors on either side of my head. And then I've a tattoo machine on this side of my neck. And I think I have a devil's head on the other side. So I've, I've nothing on my back. Oh, I've got O'Connor going across my stomach. Well, what, what, two of the sorest things I ever got on my big toes. I have an anchor because I'm happy where I am. I have a skull and crossbones because I used to be a pirate. And now I'm grounded, so I stuck an anchor on this toe. Do you know what I mean? So I'm happy, I'm happy where I am. <laughs> but the sorest ones I probably ever got done is inside my lip. In there. It says Michelle because she's always hanging out my lips with a hot sticker on it. <laughs> See these little marks here? They're like S's. They're like uh, little headhunter symbols. This one here is for Kieran, the fella I'm fighting. So we'll keep that one open <laughs> and we'll see if we win on the night. So if I win, we'll stick we'll stick another little head towards the symbol in there. That's it. In the fight that Eddie's going to be fighting, it's going to be it's MMA rules, mixed martial arts rules, which is kind of UFC rules. It's forced man to give up or force man to be unable to defend himself and the ref will call the match. So if Eddie or Kieran ends up on the ground, we either order them on top of each other, full guard with their legs across their hips and punch him. And if I catch him in the, in, in the face enough times, it's either going to knock teeth, he's going to be, he can tap, he can tap and the ref, the ref will be sitting watching and if he taps, the ref will just pull the other fighter off, it's finished. That's well, he'll be tapping his own shoulder. He's on The ref will watch. You can either tap the mat, tap your shoulder, or tap your opponent on the back. The ref will watch for tap. As soon as you tap, the ref will pull you away. Well, I'm not losing three inches around my waist. So I'm about to lose. I'm about to get a lot fairer now. I'm going for runs and stuff like that now and all, trying to get trying to get everything ready for it. So I'm doing plenty of training. Because you're, you know, just looking at you, you're just a little bit overfighting weight. Yeah, I, I know, yeah. I'll be, I'll be ready for the night. I know I'll be ready for the night. I don't miss where I came from, but each night I dream about being back home. When I wake up in the morning, I'm too tired, I'm tired of being alone. So I get up and go downtown and pick me up a little but you can see it in him he's starting to get really nervous now because you see now as I said we were onto the mirror and we were here and there and we're talking to people now and more people seem to be getting involved in it now she's going to see what happens is when, when, she, when she's trying to reach for something all her muscles kick in and that's why she, find, that's why she finds it hard to, to reach out for it and who's that who's that who's that who's that say hello hello Stretch. <laughs>
Yes, hello. But she's so if she looks, she does look pale. But that's that's just her colouring. Do you know what I mean? And it was just, but she's in grey form. This is this is one of our good days now. She can get very bad. She, she, do you hear her breathing now? That she always has that because she got she had to get one side of her throat lasered, and so she always she always had that. Oh, she cries a lot. You know, I mean, when she's in pain and everything like that. See, I can't um, pick her up as much because she is very heavy. So that's why I sit on the floor with her and you kind of roll her around and everything like that. But you know, when she's when it's a pain cry, you know, I mean, like I put her across my lap then and hug her and everything like that. But I just play with her on the on the blanket there with her all the time, you know what I mean? She keeps getting me picking up pneumonia and the reason why she picks up the pneumonia is because Sive doesn't eat and can't swallow properly. What happens is when the milk comes up because she gets fed through her stomach, the milk comes up and it actually she's aspirating and it's going back onto the lungs when it goes down. So what they're going to try and do, our ladies now, is they're going to try and tie off a kink in a tube that goes off onto the lungs and what happens is then it stops the milk from going in but because it's a very big operation they want to wait and just see because she's had pneumonia seven times already we're after seeing them walking on her chest over the ammonia do you know what I mean like it's hard do you know what I mean but that's, that's, that's when she's like this where everybody's in grey form but when, when, when she's not well do you know what I mean the whole family is all up in arms over it do you know what I mean Sive needs round-the-clock minding. Shortly after her birth, the family moved in with Eddie's mother, Marie. Like any grandmother, she dotes on her granddaughter. But Sive is challenging, and Marie is the glue that holds the entire family together. I used to call him a little owl, because she was always going, ow, ow. And I think that's how she was going, hello. I think as well, that's why you said, Nana, Saev, love you. And she started to say that as well, you love you. And I, I was sitting there and I, I said, Michelle, I found this and I was, I'm sure I heard her saying, I love you, no, just love you. And him, I think, and then Michelle came back then, I was mine. Seeing Saev just doing what she's doing just brings me up a bit better as well, you know what I mean? I'm much happier as a couple as well, the two of us, because that fighting and arguing is actually laying down a bit as well because of the stress of everything with Sive is just amazing. The two of us have our rows now, have our arguments, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to walk away from Michelle, and Michelle's not going to walk away from me. Don't know how we even got to here today, the two of us, do you know what I mean? But we do, because we made a promise when she was sick that we'd never, ever leave her. And the two of us will always be, we stand for We'd always be a couple for her. I mean, so that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> two would be roaring at shouting at each other, and then just come up and I'd, I'd, start, I'd be messing with the baby, and then she'd start playing with the baby. And the two, before we know it, the two was like, oh, sorry, sorry, you know I mean? It's just no, no need for us to be setting, like getting each other annoyed and upset over the baby or up, up, upset over each other and stuff like that, you know I mean? He was still enough crying over the baby to jump in. So we just do everything for her that we can do, you know, for her. That's it. <laughs> if something comes on the telly and it's about kids or something like that, Jeremy, you know I mean? I'd be thinking about the baby, Jeremy, you know I mean? and think about Soiv, and it's just till we be sitting there in the bed, and then I'd probably just hone around and have it, you know what I mean, like be th- get upset, Jeremy. You know I mean? But I wouldn't let Michelle see me doing it. Michelle, I know Michelle does the exact same thing, Jeremy, you know I mean? because the two was bounce off each other. And the auntie was like that. Were you getting upset for your bleeding needs? Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? 
She's grand, you know, she's in the car and then you look in her and she's like that, ooh, giving out, you know what I mean? The big fight is fast approaching. He is training every day now, but for Eddie, life has always been a bit of a battle. You're a fighter then, so when did you start being a fighter? All my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? just, I, I used to, I, I used to live in town and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So I was always in rows and stuff like that in town. He just wanted his own life. I think he left when he was about 17 or... No, I think he was 16 or something like that. I used to be up the wall over and then we were told then you got into trucks and all that. There was five of us living in a bed seat. Whoever got back forced to the bed seat was able to sleep in the bed. Like, so there'd be more than leaving the nightclubs and stuff like that. You know what I, mean? I didn't know all this was, was going on. It was only that... Um, one chap kind of bet Edward up and then it got back to his brother he said what did you beat our Edward up for he said PDC I had to do it he said he was selling drugs it wasn't, you know I mean? it wasn't, it wasn't a very nice life then do you know what I mean there was lo- loads of stuff happening and me and my daughter we went out looking for him we have to find out where he was and um, went into the flat that he was living in like grabbed him home and he owed money to these people and everything like that. When I when I got when I got back to Barry Farm where like my ma came in, my mum and my sister came in and got me got me got me away from town where I owed money out for everything and I was just, it was just it was a it was a horrible part of my life. So I wouldn't let him go into town or let him do anything and just kept him here and it was the best thing that I ever done, he said to me, Samas it's the best thing he ever done for me was to get him out of that environment and bring him back here and he hasn't looked back then ever since you know what I mean and it was ever since then then that I started turning my life around like, I've, I, can, I can well handle myself do you know what I mean there's no problem there like, I wouldn't go I wouldn't go looking for fights do you know what I mean I wouldn't go I'd, I'd, go, out with loads, I'd go out with all my mates and all do you know what I mean I'd rather take a dig and walk away do you know what I mean and, that, and, that, and that's just me but uh, I know through, through, what, through the years now I know I can well handle myself do you know what I mean it's just you, you do get very placid and you do, you do see things that Normally would get you annoyed and tell you know I me mean? you're just like why tell you know I me mean? like stupid things tell you know I me mean? I'm much more now yeah, I'm much happier now the way it is the way you know I me mean? once I have hope. <coughs> With a day to go, reality kicks in. Everyone is nervous, especially Eddie's mother Marie. I don't didn't want to tell him or anything like that because um, my Lisa came down and then she was saying that. I, he was after having then a fight with your man, you know, just to, to try it out. And your man went very heavy on him. And another fella said to him, oh, here, that's not on. And Edward got a bloody nose and you kind of... I, when I heard that, I just started all crying. He was like, oh, God. I prayed then you get into a panic because he takes panic attacks sometimes as well, you know what I mean? How are you? Grand, but I just still running around like mountains. Oh, don't be tired. My nerves are gone today. I have to say, my stomach is absolutely jumping. But I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to put good luck all over the house because we'll have to have that for him because he's like a big baby. So we'll have to have streamers and all in the house for him in the morning because he won't talk to any of us tomorrow if we haven't. Are you nervous that you might be hurt in this fight? No, I was a bit of pain never hurt anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just the, the only thing now. I, I, 
I, ju- I just had to make sure I did, he doesn't break my arm or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But getting a broken nose and getting a few digs is not going to bother me too much. But for them, a few minutes in that ring, do you know what I mean? It's going to be full on. There's a few other good fights now on the on the night as well, so it should be a bit of crack. Like we're hoping to have two girls fighting a foxy boxing fight. So ho- hopefully we have two girls fighting. There's two lads doing a kickboxing fight, and there's a, I think there's a cray fight, and then there's a few white collar white collar fights as well. But lads that have never boxed before that are going mad just to get in the ring, and there's a few big lads joining. So it's going to be carnage. Joining, it's going to be it's going to be a good entertaining night. So he's now really now I have to say he's nervous. He was oh the other night he rang me after he was at to being over with the lads and doing his training. And he rang me and he just like crying on the phone. He said, Michelle, I don't think I can do this. I says, why, what's wrong with you? He said, me breathing, he said, and he just kept going with me and kept going with me to show me what can happen and stuff like that. He said, I just felt like I'm gonna have a heart attack. And I said, look, don't be worrying. It's not gonna be like that on the night. I said, the guys are just getting you into training and getting the adrenaline going for the fight night, please God. So he was like, right, right, right. So he had to go down to get a protein drink, get it into him and then he was fine. So I am worried about it, you know what I mean? But like that, he's doing it for his daughter, you know what I mean? Then my other two sons are doing it as well. I have a 17-year-old young lad, so he's fighting another professional as well. I think I'll be thrown into town with him. <laughs> the stress of the fight and worry for her son's safety is taking its toll on Marie. The night before the fight, Eddie remembers the trauma of Sive's birth in every detail. You know what I mean? Look, she didn't even know that she had the baby. I met Michelle. She goes, uh, my belly's real flat. He says, I haven't felt the baby kicking. I went, I had the baby. I went, I had the baby. Like, this is her. And I showed her the photograph. I'd always remember her face. She just said, ah. And I think that that's the part that gets me. Do you know what I mean? It's just, how do, how do you sit down and tell your love on that? A baby has cerebral palsy. And, but I, don't, I just, I remember being in the hospital and just, just all, all night, just sitting in intensive care with Michelle. And, I'm a very bad reader. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of dyslexia, and I, I can't, I can't read the saving life. Do you know what I mean? But I still bought all the magazines for, and try my best to read. Most, uh, most of the time, I was making up my own words. Do you know what I mean? Because we were told she'd never do anything. And they can see it all now. Even just the nurse that does the cannulas with her, she says to me, oh my God, like her, her change in her muscle tone is just unbelievable. So the doctors have changed now and they're actually with us now. Anytime we're going, oh, when is are going to rush it, we'll take her in if, want, if she's not too well. We'll take her in, give her an antibiotic, pump her up for you, and then, you know, she'll be well able for the flights and stuff and going over. So they're, they're well in with us now. At first they weren't, but they are now, now, because you see the difference in her. I'd love to see her on a little push bike or something like that, time. But that's that's why we're trying to do all this fundraising for her. 
someday hopefully please God she will be able to do this stuff what assurances have the Russians given you well when we met them over here and we met a fella called Orig and or Yori and he promised he goes he goes I, I have kids myself and we're in the space of three to four years he goes I'll have your daughter singing and dancing and how can you not how can you not take that when he told me that my knees went weak and do you know what I mean I, I, I need to collapse into his arms do you know what I mean trying to hug him and kiss him like, do you know what I mean like, if somebody says that to you do you know what I mean after your baby being so sick and you seeing so much with her and for somebody to give you that even a little bit of hope my name is Asim Sheikh. I'm a barrister at law and a lecturer in legal medicine and the co-vice chair of the Irish Council for Bioethics. This treatment may not work, and if it doesn't work, if it's actually not even stem cell research, uh, the parents effectively are paying huge amounts of money uh, in return for potentially nothing. But I have to say, a lot of the doctors and the likes of the nurses that do our cannulas and all when we go in, they've seen the difference and they think it's tremendous. At first, very sceptical, very sceptical at first because you were saying, you know, the money-wise and thing, be very careful what you are doing and stuff. But now looking at her, when we bring her back, they just can't believe the difference in her. The second issue is it may in fact be dangerous and if these children are given this treatment and suffer from side effects, what is the situation in relation to uh, post-stem cell research care? Uh, what's going to be done how are they going to be looked after if they return to Ireland will the doctors in Ireland even know what treatment they have received and it, it's not doing any harm as the Russian doctors told us if it doesn't do anything it won't do anything at all she'll still say the way she is but if it does that's when you see the difference and that's what we're seeing with her so thanks be to God fingers crossed it is working thirdly for example in normal protocols in terms of research parents are given a guarantee of an indemnity should something go wrong their costs will be covered should there be side effects. Is this on offer? Has it been discussed with parents? Have the side effects been discussed? Has any information in any proper format been given to these parents such that they're in a position to make any sort of an informed decision about this type of work? And if the answer is no, then from the outset, you would have to suggest that this work that's being offered is unethical. Now, one of our doctors, Elf, our ladies, that was to do with the brain wasn't very happy at all he was like I don't believe in it I you know I think he's are going over this that and the other and I just put something to him one day me and Edward we said well if it was your daughter would you go and do this and he said yeah I would I said well then that answers your question I said we're doing it I said I, we would go out and walk under a bus if I had to for Saif for to give her I said a chance I said we're halfway through our life we, we've had a good life I said, I want to give her this chance. And he said, well, I suppose you're right. It seems to be the case that Russia is working in a uh, lax regulatory environment. And effectively, unless this work is forbidden, it can be done. And that's what seems to be the case, that market forces have taken over and that this effectively is the exploitation of very vulnerable people who, like any parent, uh, would do anything it takes to try and... uh, help their children who are in desperate need of assistance. She's trying so hard to talk that I just I think a load is just going to come out when it does eventually, please God, come out and I said to Edward, this, these few weeks are just being draining on everybody but to see that with our last night and to see even looking at Eddie sitting on the bed where 
to see this like the connection with the two of them now you know what I mean it's just amazing amazing oh she's getting this lip on her now he says he's going to work she done this on the bed the other day he's like now see you now and he's messing winding her up I said don't be doing that but he said look at the reaction of her the lip is going as if to say like don't go to work don't leave me with mammy <laughs> you know but that's the thing now she sees that she's reacting and they said that this will never happen with her so it's left job it's the final warm-up everything hangs on tonight's outcome but ticket sales are slow a vital visit to the Russians is months overdue so the last hope is the cage fight all their insurance stuff from Russia today so because what they do is 3,650 3, we pay is for the fee for the hospital as well as insurance so we're covered as well with the insurance but what we done was we stopped getting the cars because once or twice we went over and the car wasn't there and then you have to buy your invitations then because you're not allowed to just go to Russia you have to be invited into Russia so we had to buy them as well today and then what we do now is go and sit in the the Russian consulate in the morning now and wait for air visas it's a bit of a nuisance because you have to buy that and then you have to buy the the visa the visa itself so it's, it's just it's just more money so it's, it's just any excuse to get money away yeah and then the flights alone through we went up the other day and it was like if we'd waited till next week the flights were 2,200 for three days so because we're going Sunday we got them for 1,300 which wasn't too bad it's 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 just I think myself like if it was a thing as me and Edward sat and we sat down we went through so much we're going back and forward to Russia and so much heartache of trying to get as he said we haven't been there since Russia and it was like oh things are not going to work now and what are we going to do and you know in another place if you were doing treatment like that and you stop your treatment like that you're just sorry next person comes along like we just emailed them there this week we emailed them explained their situation what had happened and stuff and that we couldn't get over and we just couldn't make up the money and they sent us back an email saying like they were very sorry but because of the insurance risks and stuff like that, with, with us going over and travelling to the country, the best they could do for us was the 3650 And like they said, there's nothing they could do. Which I said, well, you know, at the end of the day, it's not down to them. We're, we're the ones that's gone. So if that's what the money is, that's what the money is. There's nothing you can do about it. And they will, they're telling me different things to do with her over there as well in regards for chest, like old remedies like garlic, putting it in a sock, put it onto our t-shirt, put it onto our cot, try and keep clearing our chest, keep doing the physio with her. The fight has finally arrived. It's mid-June. For Eddie the Bull, all that exists is the ring inside a GAA hall in Inchicor. What happens tonight is worse than anyone can imagine. The event consumes the family over the coming weeks, and it is only later that they can bring themselves to reflect on the tragedy. It's It's been a while since I was talking to you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So much has happened. But on the night, anyway, Do you know what I mean? This, everything was going brilliant. Uh, my little brother, Dano, he got up to fight, the first fight of the night. Absolutely brilliant fight. And I'm standing. I'm all dressed in my gear, I had a, a, a black vest on me with carnage right across it and I had 4U soy of Brit on the back of it. 
Do you know what I mean? So when I walked out, I'm standing there just beside the ring, looking at Danos fight, and everybody's cheering. My ma's up there screaming, roaring, roaring her head off. I'm in bits. I know it's only a fight. And everybody's having jump in, and Danos standing there letting your man hit him, and then he absolutely destroyed him. Do you know what I mean? Three rings. It was just, it was probably one of the best fights I've seen. Do you know what I mean? It was brilliant. So, I mean, so next, my ma comes over to me. Just just after the fight ended, my ma comes over to me. She goes, I'm not getting enough, but she she looked like she was crying. What happened to She goes, I'm after getting enough of pain in my head, and I think I'm after pulling the muscle in the back of my neck. Can't uh, move my head. Can't move my head. Oh. This is the doctor. Hang on. Minutes before Eddie's fight, his mother collapsed ringside. Eddie! I always said to the gentleman, look, I don't even want to be here. I just want to get out of the match. She says, you can't, you have to fight. Got in the ring, came out, had a Rey Mysterio mask on for the show, do you know what I mean? Just stuck the Rey Mysterio mask on. I the, the, the prodigy, that, that song, uh, Fight Like a Wolf and I'm going to look at him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, brilliant, do you know what I mean? Had that, that on, do you know what I mean? Waiting for all the crowd, the crowd was like, Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> and the screams of everybody. I, I remember just bouncing into the ring and I bounced straight up with the Rey Mysterio mask and just bounced straight into Kieran's face, like, do you know what I mean? Before you went on anyway, Jeremy and Kieran went to throw a kick and I caught his kick and I tried to sweep him with my other leg and before I knew it, Jeremy did like that and I actually picked, picked him up off the ground and pushed him down to the ground and to me, I, I was bashing him. <laughs> Jeremy, that's I was, at, I was at the catch and a lovely few headshots because he, he was on the ground I was standing up over him and so I kind of got back up off and then all I heard in my corner was like, get back on him, get back on him, get back on him. So I crawled past his leg guard but he kept sticking his knee up into my rib and kept putting his foot jumping because I was hitting him German so in the end I just I had to tap out German I, I, I couldn't go on with the rib because we kind of went down and he kind of rolled over and with that German I just and that's it I went look at can't so he won the fight anyway so December you know it's German the rib is back together German so <laughs> December now ah oh, Jay's I'm going to knock the head on <laughs> you wrecked me night <laughs> In so many ways, this fight was a disaster. Even some of the gate money disappeared. Slumber, my darling, thy mother is near. It would be a long time before they raised the money for Russia. But that night, the human cost was the greatest loss. Everybody's ringing me. How was your ma? How was your ma? Jeremy. So it was. She was in hospital for like three weeks. Three weeks, and then the she went for an operation. But I, knew, I said it to myself. I knew myself when she, when she came out of the operating room. When we got there, the whole family was around, and it was just when she got there, then they, they turned off the machine and stuff like that. Jeremy. So we got the priest and stuff, and the only part. That I didn't know. It was just, I was just watching the colour of our lips change. Sorry. 
Sive's grandmother Marie suffered a brain aneurysm at the fight and three weeks later died. If you think to the future, what dreams would you hold for Sive in the future? What would you wish for? I'd love to see her walking. And that's that, 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 that's me. And talking. We were only saying it the other day, do you know what I mean? Can you imagine I walk in the size of her, do you know what I mean? A little rash I run around, do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? A little blonde hair, well, red hair, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about, you. She struggles every day, so if you, you can hear her and see her there. But it just, as I said as well, the walking and the talking, and hopefully, please God, get her back to a little bit more of just being the little girl as she wants to be. Like other little kids, you know, that can. It's even be, stuff like. People don't you know, realise what. Play, playing with dolls. dolls and stuff like that, do you know what I mean? Just. Even just. Even just to reach out and just to grab something, do you know what I mean? Or to take something or. Do you know what I mean? Just small little stuff like that. The most perfect thing to see happen for her would be just a bit, much better quality of life than what she's had. And that's it, and nothing else. Even if it was a thing of, right, fair enough, if she still had a slight disability or still had a disability. But it's just when you look at her and I see her arching and the muscles locking, I asked the Russian doctors, like, will that stop? If nothing else, will that stop the muscle stopping? And they said it will in time because they're hoping to have her walking and talking. Please God, with the stem cell. And I said, if it was a dream to see her, it would be to see her walking into her nanny's being a bit more normal than she is do you know what I mean just because it's it's so hard and you see the pain she goes through as well you know her muscles locking and stuff like that it's horrible because sometimes even though you give her the meds she'll just be screaming and I know she's in pain and you can't do anything for that do you know what I mean but even for that just for the pain to stop and for it to have a better quality of life you know but we, we wish and we dream would be please God that they said in the three years is to see her dancing and singing in the garden <laughs> If you enjoyed this documentary, you might like to listen to our other Documentary on One productions. Visit rte.ie forward slash doc on one.